0: Hey
1: everyone, welcome back from to Flash from the Past, podcast where I talk about movies and games that are at least ten years old. Uh this is episode sixteen and today is a very special day as I have a guest with me to discuss our movie and game of the week. And we're gonna hope this works first try because I've, we've never done this. So uh why don't you go ahead and uh, introduce yourself, guest.
0: Hey, how's it going? This is Regan.
1: How are you doing, Regan?
0: Oh, doing fine. Doing fine. Just kind of laying low on a rainy day like today.
1: Yeah, it's pouring here. It is awful. So it's a good day for movies and podcasts. Oh, definitely.
0: <laughs> and games.
1: <laughs> and games. And games. I was up this morning, actually. I'll have a little story later when we play... um. Or when we talk about Mario, it's kind of funny. Um, So, to get everybody kind of introduce you a little bit and get to know you, what are your top three movies ever?
0: Oh, geez. Um, Oh, boy. I feel like Die Hard has to be in my top three because I watch it every year. Nice. Um, (laughs) I really... As far as like classic movies go, I would say like Die Hard, Lethal Weapon, and probably Mad Max Two are they're just ones that I keep going back to.
1: Nice, Uh, you're an '80s guy. This is so. This movie (laughs) is perfect that we're going to talk about today.
0: Oh, absolutely.
1: Um, my top three um are League of Their Own, Pulp Mm. Fiction, and. (laughs) Then it's a toss-up between like five or six other ones, but I'd probably go with either Moulin Rouge or Rocky Horror Picture Show.
0: Oh, again, can't really go wrong with those either.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I actually got to meet uh, Lori Petty a couple years ago, and it was... What? Yeah, she was at Nickel City Con in Buffalo, oh, and okay. it was by far the greatest moment of my life after my wedding, I guess.
0: <laughs> right on you know what i really need to utilize going to cons like that because i think i've met one famous person in my life and they they're like niche famous so (laughs) that doesn't mean anything when i tell other people
1: yeah um when i worked for gamestop that's really when i got to meet a lot of people because we would have our own conference once a year um and they'd get a lot of famous people there and then Living in Maine, I never really got to go anywhere because it's like two and a half three hours away from like Boston, and, and
0: all you see is Stephen King everywhere, yeah,
1: exactly, exactly, <laughs> um and so when I moved here and realized how close like all these cons were that were here, I was like, well, I have to go to at least one a year so i take we take the kids and stand in line and meet people, and it's it's awesome, so I don't know if we'll get to do any this year because of all the situation, but
0: yeah, it's looking a little dicey for the rest of the year as far as, you know, big events go.
1: Yep, but hopefully things will turn around and next year, you know, they'll they'll be back bigger and better than ever, so. um, So, today we were talking about 80s. So, like I said previously, last week, I watched, I did, or last, the beginning of the month, I did Alien, the first Alien movie. Mm. Since then, I have watched Aliens, Alien 3, <laughs> I watched Alien Resurrection yesterday and Predator because I'm trying to do the whole Alien Predator series.
0: Oh, okay, you doing the all those in order like for the timeline.
1: Yeah, trying to mm-hmm. anyway. Um so with that I figured since I talked about Alien last time, I would talk about we would talk about Predator this time. Um because why not? And I really I'm excited to hear your thoughts on it and hmm. everything. Um so basically Predator is an action adventure sci-fi movie that came out in 1987, directed by John McTiernan, I believe. Um who actually directed one of your favorite movies, Die Hard.
0: Mm-hmm. He's got a few credits that surprised me when I looked him up.
1: He like the 80s and 90s were basically him doing some of the biggest action movies that came out. Um Die Hard uh die hard with a vengeance uh hunt for red october i mean that's an academy award-winning <laughs> movie i'm pretty sure
0: <laughs> i like the the level of certainty on that i'm pretty sure it is i'm pretty it, there's sure there's oscar in there somewhere
1: i'm pretty sure hang on we will okay let me get that so yeah the 80s and 90s he i was really surprised that he did two die hard movies And then also I was surprised that he did two Arnold Schwarzenegger movies with uh, Last Action Hero being the other one.
0: Yeah, Um, the the dude who actually, you know, what? I'll get into that later. Never mind.
1: (laughs) All right. So, yeah, he he was pretty busy and did, I think, pretty well. Um, Predator was written by John and Jim Thomas, who actually, when I looked him up, didn't really do anything else. Um, it was kinda like the writer for the Alien series and the guy that created that. Um, that's pretty much all their their credits, which I mean that's... if you if you make one good movie, I guess you don't really <laughs> need to do anything else. So um but yeah. they did do the nineteen ninety nine movie Will Smith, uh nineteen ninety nine Will Smith movie Wild Wild West. So
0: that, <laughs> that is that not a great itself. movie but i still love it though because i think i i saw it at a very impressionable age so now now i love it out of nostalgia
1: all i remember from that movie is the music video that will smith did <laughs>
0: that's it the one thing everyone wishes they could forget
1: yeah i mean it was no men in black so no <laughs> not at all um no Going back to *Hunt for Red October*, it did win an Oscar. It won an Oscar for Best Effects uh, and Sound Effects Editing. There we go. So
0: wait, is that two Oscars or is that like a?
1: I think it was a combined. <sighs> it looks like it's combined. Best gotcha. effects, sound effects, editing. Yeah. Okay. Which is different than sound. Best sound was it they were nominated for, and best film ed, uh best film editing they were nominated for as well.
0: Huh. Okay. But, wow. So uh, that was a really big movie when that came out.
1: Yeah, I mean Sean Connery, he was coming off of. Well, actually, that was the '90s, but Pete, most people knew him from Bond,
0: so Bond and all that. Some of my favorite Bond movies are Sean Connery ones.
1: Yeah, I would have to say, but my I think my favorite Bond is Pierce Brosnan.
0: <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. i like sean because he had style back in the day and i think pierce brosnan is you know he's just a slick dude from from the late 90s early 2000 bonds yeah. films
1: agreed um all right let's go through the cast of uh predator we have obviously arnold schwarzenegger who plays uh major dutch um i've been watching a lot of his movies lately hmm. too so um
0: I got I a question for you, actually. Yeah. So, you know, growing up, he was in everything. Like he was in so many movies, it was ridiculous. And I'm wondering for the kids growing up in this newest generation, I'm wondering if The Rock is like their Arnold Schwarzenegger. Do you think that translates?
1: I do. I, I do absolutely. I absolutely agree with you. I didn't never thought of it that way. Um, but yeah, that for somebody like that to turn into action movies that he has started to do um yeah. yeah i would think that i almost would go vin diesel too but he's not mm. as big of a name as the rock um yeah,
0: yeah the I, rock they he and schwarzenegger they did so many different genres too you know everywhere mm-hmm. from like really gruesome action movies to you know movies that almost seem too funny to have them in it you know
1: yeah, I think all those wrestlers or people that have come out of, like what Arnold did, did those like weird kid movies too. Yeah. Like Jingle All the Way and Last Action Hero for Arnold, but then like with Vin Diesel, you have like the Pacifier. Um, yeah. The Rock, you have that other kid movie where he's a football player, <laughs> <laughs> and then. Now you have, uh, oh, what's his name? The guy from, oh, Dave Bautista doing huh. um, My Spy. Yep. So, yeah, I, that is, do I think that kids nowadays will look at the rock with the same nostalgia that we look at Arnold Schwarzenegger with? I don't think so, just because I think the 80s were such a special time in, mm-hmm. in everything. <laughs> from movies to games to just life in general i yeah. think because technology is so different now it'll be different it'll just won't play as big a part as this did but that's a great analogy or comparison i like that I feel um, like
0: expectations for movies are also way different now because oh yeah like predator i'd say predator holds up rather well visual effects wise but there's a lot of 80s movies that i i kind of like because they're not quite polished you know
1: yeah uh 100 percent agree we just watched um spawn the Ooh. other day too <laughs> which predator had better visual effects than spawn did and it was 10 years later
0: Yeah, you know what's wild is, I think Spawn was nominated for a visual effects Oscar, too. Which is wild, because they're like, legendarily bad.
1: Oh, it was, I wish I had seen it in 97, just Hmm. to know, to feel that, like, wow, that's cool. But now Mm -hmm. I'm like, when not seeing it, then it's like, wow, that's awful. (laughs) So, um, I'm looking that up right now, too. Um, so Carl Weathers how are you familiar with Carl Weathers were you familiar with him from this movie or did you know him before or after
0: It's funny when I first saw this movie I recognized like I couldn't quite place his face but I knew I'd seen him before and it was it basically just being Apollo Creed and Chubbs and Happy Gilmore
1: Oh yeah I totally forgot that was him in Happy Gilmore <laughs> Wow yeah you're right he just looks so different in that movie.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. There's like classic 80s Carl Weathers. And uh, if you see him basically anytime after the 80s, he looks so different because it's kind of like every year I watch Christmas Vacation and mm-hmm. I saw something with Chevy Chase in it, even what was it early 2000s or something? And he looks completely different. But he's always young Chevy Chase in my mind because I watch that movie every year.
1: Yeah, yeah, Chevy Chase looks like he's gotten rough. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> time has not been good for him. <laughs> um, I didn't realize Carl Weathers was that muscular because I have just recently, like, I know him more from Arrested Development.
0: Oh. Um,
1: because I was never really, I didn't really get into like 80s movies and started watching them until probably in the last five to 10 years. Um, in Arrested Development, Car- uh, Tobias hires Carl Weathers and he plays Carl Weathers <laughs> to be his acting coach. And he's looks like he does in, now that you've mentioned it, Happy Gilmore. And I didn't even like put the two and two together. Um, but yeah, I did not realize that Carl Weathers was basically a muscle man as well. I was very surprised by that.
0: Yeah, that's probably the most iconic scene that I remember from Predator is that awesome handshake that him... and <laughs> Arnie, do and their muscles are so they're like the size of my head, their biceps are the size of my head.
1: Yeah, it is. We're gonna talk about that later, but yeah. <laughs> oh my, I was just like, I was like, wait, that's that meme.
0: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so,
1: um, the other, the last casting that I was like really surprised about was Jesse Ventura hmm. in it, and again, I was like, wow, they got the most the beefiest, <laughs> muscly, manly man to play uh, in this movie. And I think it would, it would be like what The Expendables is today.
0: Oh, 100%. <laughs>
1: like, <laughs> I love it.
0: I'm not sure there were bigger, like, physically larger actors <laughs> than in any other movie. Like, they, they grouped all the best ones, put them in this one.
1: Yeah, it was just... I think I read something that most of the people in that were bodybuilders that Arnold Schwarzenegger knew.
0: Oh.
1: Re- I'm pretty sure I read that somewhere.
0: Uh, hey, I it mean, buy wrong, <laughs> I buy that. I didn't even know who yeah. Jesse Ventura was until I was way older.
1: I just remember him being um, uh, elected as the governor. The Minnesota governor back in like the 90s I think mm-hmm. and everybody was like oh how can you have like a former reality star be like your governor <clears throat> and then Arnold Schwarzenegger became governor and now look where we are so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's like it was the start of it I think
0: I'd buy that I'd definitely buy that also um Sonny Landham. He's the Native American incredibly jack dude in the film. Yes. He was also a candidate for governor of Kentucky. Wow.
1: Yeah. I didn't know that. That's that's cool. <laughs> it's like well, did all these bodybuilders just be like, Oh, I'm gonna just go run the state now, I guess. <laughs> can you all
0: right. Can you imagine if like ten Game of Thrones <laughs> actors became governors in the next five years, like that's <laughs> <Right>? <laughs>
1: Uh, or like well all the wwe is out of a job right now so oh yeah who knows in uh next two years we could have john cena <laughs> taken over somewhere
0: yes <laughs> oh my god tag
1: team guys i don't know i haven't watched wrestling since like tag team 90s, governors so. of new york
0: that'd be awesome yeah. oh my god this bill's failing cena get over here yeah. i'm tagging you in
1: yeah. <laughs> oh, we've just come up with a way to save the United States. There we go.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. Now's a great time to get into politics. Everyone's looking for someone with an answer. It doesn't have to be yep. a right answer. It has to be an answer.
1: <laughs> just an answer. Yeah. Uh, so this movie, the budget was only $15 million, which in the eight, 87, I guess is a lot of money. It's not like low, but I wouldn't consider it low budget. Mm. Um, it ended up making twelve million dollars its opening weekend, uh, and then grossing fifty nine million in the U.S. by itself, and ninety eight million worldwide.
0: For those times, that's so, that's a fair return.
1: Yeah, that is today. I don't think you can make a movie for less than fifty nine million. It seems like
0: yeah, not that kind of movie, anyway.
1: Yeah. Um. All right. So I took the synopsis straight from the back of the DVD. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger stars in an action-packed adventure story of fighting men pitted against an unseen enemy, a force more powerful than their fiercest weapons. Recruited by the CIA to rescue hostages held by guerrilla fighters in a Central American country, Schwarzenegger and his men encounter an enemy unimaginable, unimaginably more deadly than any on Earth, because the Predator is not of this Earth. Packed with spectacular special effects and combat scenes of gut wrenching power, Predator is the most terrifying Schwarzenegger movie yet. Do you think that that synopsis does the movie justice?
0: I'd, you know, what I'd say yes. the the only The only critique I'd have of that is I think it'd be cool if they held off on telling you what the enemy was, you know, because for right. for a good half the movie maybe they don't they're not even really sure what they're up against
1: that's true but the very beginning of the movie they show like an alien
0: (laughs) spaceship give it away right in the beginning
1: yeah like I was like oh they're just gonna they're just gonna show me right now huh okay right. um
0: that would have been an epic twist you know it, it
1: would have been especially like when he takes off his mask yeah Like and you you see that it's not a humanoid. Well, it's a humanoid, but not like human looking.
0: (laughs) Absolutely, I've got a piece of trivia for that later.
1: All right, Um, all right. So right at the beginning of the movie, after the weird alien thing that you don't really know how to take, uh, like I said, that handshake (laughs) at the beginning. (laughs) Like, and then they just kind of like stare at each other for a second, and you don't the audience doesn't really know what's going on. And then you realize they're trying to like
0: arm wrestle arm
1: wrestle in the air. But if you look at Arnold's hand, his wrist is totally curled over. Like he's cheating. <laughs> he's <is> fully cheating.
0: <laughs> he's not, he's, he's pretty smug about that too.
1: Yeah. And it just, and right from the get beginning, Carl Weathers, like his character, I always felt, off about like as soon as you see him I felt off about him so realizing what happens later on and how he like kind of tricked them I could totally see that
0: Mm -hmm.
1: mm-hmm um yeah that when they finally get on the helicopters that the 80s testosterone in the helicopter (laughs) is ridiculous
0: yeah yeah I love it because it's over the top, but I'm not sure that's what the, you know, filmmakers were going for. Like I'm not sure if that seemed over the top in the eighties, I guess is what I'm saying.
1: Yeah, agreed. I don't I think it was just trying to show them as characters and who they were and their personalities. But twenty years later, plus twenty plus years later, yeah. it comes off as Wow! Just
0: that's that's all I can. Can we
1: get any more in there?
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Oh, what a scene! Uh, I yeah can't remember. I just remember uh, Jesse Ventura coming off kind of strong in the helicopter.
1: Oh yeah, he's like like throwing slurs around like nobody's business. Like, who are you talking to? like, calm down. Calm down, sir. You know, I am like, just
0: realizing right now that this movie does have a pretty diverse cast compared to a lot of other 80s movies.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you're right. It does. I mean, you said it has the, the Native American guy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You've got uh, Carl Weathers. You've got Arnold Schwarzenegger. Got um, Bill Duke. Yep. Um, you have the Hispanic woman. I think she's Hispanic. Yeah,
0: yeah. I think the um, mission is somewhere in Central America. So, yeah,
1: yeah. For the '80s, you're right. That is a very diverse cast. When you were either dealing with like, or you had you had action movies with like just Eddie Murphy <laughs> in it. Yeah. Um, you had, or like. Terminator. The only diversity in that was Arnold Schwarzenegger, pretty much, and Linda Hamil Linda Hamilton. But yeah, um, yeah, you're right. That's I'd be interesting to go look back at some of these '80s movies. Um, thinking of Alien, there was only uh, Sigourney Weaver, I believe. Yeah. Oh no, there was one. There was one guy in the first one.
0: That seemed like a, a real interesting. Um. Okay, I can't really find the right word for that. That seems like an important movie because Sigourney Weaver was the star of it, you know? Like, again, yeah. you didn't really see, especially in the, like, 70s and 80s, you didn't see too many big uh, female-led movies, you know?
1: No, the females were getting killed in the first five minutes, or, like, they were victims most of the time. So... Watching Sigourney Weaver in the first three Alien movies is awesome. Yeah,
0: and the collective amount Alien, of ass it, she kicks.
1: Yes, uh, in the fourth one, in Resurrection, that movie just is. That's a conversation for <laughs> yeah. another day. Let me tell you, because that
0: was awful. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure uh-huh. it gets better than Aliens 2.
1: No, out of the 4 that I've seen and I've seen Prometheus too. Mm. Um, which I didn't know side sidebar when I saw Prometheus I didn't know that it was connected to aliens the alien franchise in oh. any way. Um, I had I kind of like would not look into spoilers or anything like that and I was like oh I'm going to I'm going to buy this movie cuz you know it looks pretty cool and at the end of that movie I was like <laughs> It was a really good surprise for me. <laughs> like, I was actually taken aback by it. I was like, okay, this is, this is awesome.
0: Nice. A little embarrassing. I actually haven't seen that so. film. I know about it. Never actually sat down to watch it.
1: That's what started my whole quarantine movie <laughs> situation with 80s movies and stuff. Um, was I had known about all these movies, like Alien. I'd never seen Alien up until three weeks ago. Oh, wow. So like I'd never seen that. I'd never seen Predator. Um just all these movies that I'd heard about and I was like, well, now's the time to give everything a proper chance.
0: So yeah, we've all got the time now.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um I think one of the biggest things from this movie when they're all when they finally find out that something can get them like easily. Is how they made all those Boy Scout traps in <laughs> such a short amount of time. And so precisely. Yep. That
0: was like Home Alone Jungle Edition. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, that is exactly right. Did you? Were you in Boy Scouts? I
0: was not. Unfortunately. No.
1: I was in Brownies. And I'd never learned how to do anything like this.
0: So. <laughs> I would die your, in the you jungle. You get your Predator badge? Uh, i did
1: not it was i'd be i'd be dead mm. so (laughs) um and at the end when he does it all by himself Mm. and he makes it better than when he had all of the (laughs) team i'm like
0: come on bro (laughs) he he goes so hard at the end and i i love watching that the final showdown where it's not like just the fight but it's like him trying to lure the predator into the traps he's made that's that's my favorite yeah. sequence of the movie
1: yeah it definitely ramped up there um it, going back like the things escalated so <laughs> quickly like they were in the jungle and they're just like wandering around for a good probably like 20 minutes before they even come across the um, gorilla yeah. team, and then like all of a sudden, everybody's dead. <laughs> it was it was very quick. Um, why do you know this? Why did the predator not kill Arnold when he was like looking at his head? Like I never understood the skull. Thing.
0: <sighs> hmm. Like when he drops the mask, or.
1: Yeah, when We're the, at the end. so the predator, yeah, at the end when the predator like grabs his head and he's like looking at it and he's like, "Nah, I'm not just going to kill you right now." And then he backs away and takes his mask off and then like fights him. Why mm. wouldn't he have just killed him?
0: Well, um speculating wildly, it seems like predator culture is based a, is based on the thrill of the hunt and maybe he just wanted to fight you know this incredibly huge austrian on on equal terms <laughs> that's all I'll i got it. really
1: <laughs> that was the one thing that like kind of bothered me about it was you had him like just picking these people off super easily and then when it comes to arnold he's like no nah, i'm gonna like hand-to-hand combat you
0: instead I, aside from maybe he thought that Arnie was the toughest, and he's like, you know what? I want this to be a really good fight because he straight up shot a few people, you know, like he blows Carl Weather's yeah. arm off. Spoiler. And, uh, yeah. So, yeah, we can, we can see he's not really too concerned with how he kills things, how it kills things. Right. I don't know. Um,
1: uh yeah, was there anything else from the movie that you uh, stood out to you or like really made it? I'll never what it was? well,
0: the the thermal vision of the predator, I always thought was the coolest thing in the world. And yeah, and just when he removes his face mask and you see his ugly, unhuman face, I'll never forget the first time I saw that. I thought that was so cool.
1: Yeah, that that was pretty ugly. You know what else I noticed about the eighties? They like to um, use like seafood, crustacean, as their inspiration for enemies. You oh. know, the facehugger in Alien is like yeah. a crab. Predator's mouth is almost like like little crab. Like it opens up like little crab hands.
0: Yeah, that's interesting.
1: It was, that that was a. Uh, Just a compare. I was like, "Oh, that kind of looks like that."
0: You know, weird fact: Um, there's a type of dragonfly that has a hinge jaw like that that can kind of like detach from its head and grab stuff.
1: That is absolutely (laughs) disgusting. Yeah, bug. (laughs) That is awful and terrifying. Bugs and
0: seafood are horrible.
1: They are. They are like aliens. They're the aliens of the sea and
0: the sky. That is well put. (laughs) <laughs> That's well put. <laughs>
1: um, the thermal vision, yes, I we got gl- I glossed right over that. That was really good, and the visual effects for when he's mm. invisible, um, still still they, hold up. They really do. Today.
0: And it's it's crazy. I have no idea how they did that, and it's back far enough where you can't just make someone invisible like you can't just apply thermal imaging in post, you know, as like a filter or something, you really got to work at doing that.
1: Yeah. Um, watching these movies with all the practical effects that they have, um, in a, in a time when we're so used to seeing everything with visual, with, um, special effects like, um, Mm -hmm. digital now, um, it just is a testament to how much harder movies were to make back then and how much, thought and time and effort and love was put into these Oh, without movies. a
0: doubt. Um, yeah, if you like that, have you ever heard of John Carpenter's The Thing?
1: No, but I just watched John Carpenter's Ghost of oh. Mars yesterday.
0: <laughs> right on. I, I don't think I've seen that one. Um, the Thing is a... It's oh, got, go ahead.
1: It, it's got Ice Cube in it. Oh. So. <laughs> You know and it's actually Jason's one of Jason Statham's first movies, too, I think
0: I am why, I don't even know what to say about that. that's
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> do they go
0: to Mars? I take it, okay,
1: yes, they are on Mars. they are on Mars, and um they've released <laughs> some stuff. definitely check it out. watch it. Stop it's selling.
0: Good. You've made the sale,
1: <laughs> yeah so uh, oh, the thing. yeah, that's I mean, a nineteen
0: eighty two horror film that has, I think almost all practical effects. and it's the monster is real gross in that it's a alien being in a remote um, like weather outpost in Antarctica. So it's like scientists and people that aren't really equipped to deal with something horrible um, like a monster specifically uh it's an alien that takes the form of whatever it kills so after a while they don't know who's the thing and uh when they catch it eating like a dog or something like it's it's like Lovecraftian horror at its best like it's got weird like spider legs and it's just like oozing goo and tentacles and stuff it's gross but it looks really cool because it's all practical effects
1: that's awesome. And I would totally watch it if you didn't just tell me that he was eating a dog because I have such a hard time with dogs in uh, movies.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it does it
1: Like in Alien in Alien Three, when uh the alien attaches onto the oh. Rottweiler and you see it come out of the dog and I'm like, Oh my god, <laughs> the poor dog And I know they're not real, but <laughs> like I'm still like, oh, <laughs>
0: I can't remember if it if it explicitly shows the thing eating the dog. But what I know is that it's in the kennel and you hear, you know, sad dog noises. And then later on, part Uh of the, the creature, it's like in a blob kind of form. Part of it opens up and it's got like a canine skull head coming out of its chest. And it was real, real gross. And I could see that I could see people losing some sleep to that movie.
1: Yeah, that is that is something. I've actually... John Carpenter's been showing up a lot in my movies lately, so I might put it on my list of things just to experience it and fast forward <laughs> through certain parts. Fair enough. <laughs> um, so this, I found this interesting. Predator front has a score of 45 from Ooh. Metacritic for critical reviews. That's... However... It has an 8.7 out of 10 from uh, just regular people.
0: Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd buy that. Everyone I know that has seen that movie's loved it. And I feel like a uh, 45, when you're in like the mid-range on Metacritic, I feel like that's still good, you know?
1: Yeah. I don't know. I feel like the critics from Metacritic... I, I should have looked into it a little bit more. I want to know if they use reviews from 1987... Um... Or if they use reviews from now. Because some people are jerks if mm. they watch an old movie um and they're like, well, this doesn't hold up. And it's like, yeah, but that's not what you're reviewing yeah. it for. You know?
0: Uh, yeah, I didn't even think about that.
1: Um let's so you said you I had some I sh- trivia. <laughs> I sure do. What's your trivia?
0: So <laughs> um we we mentioned the movie's budget, and um I recently learned that um, most of the movie was shot up until they had to shoot the scenes with the monster and the reason why that they had to halt production is because the original monster's costume looked like a fluorescent orange lobster person and it was so unintentionally funny that they, they sent two scenes of footage of the monster doing stuff to the studio and everyone agreed like we'll, we'll shut production down, give you more money recreate this thing And, uh, the final product is what it is because they hired a artist. Um, I think I have his name here. Okay. Yeah. They got Stan Winston who redesigned the character and the face is actually thanks to James Cameron because they sat next to each other on a long flight to Japan and James Cameron saw the character sketches the guy was doing, and he suggested adding mandibles to the monster's face because that's something he thought would look cool on a monster.
1: That's awesome. <laughs> and that, like, for James Cameron to come up with that, like, that's just, like, serendipitous. Right? <laughs> to be on a flight. Like, that's. Yeah.
0: Cool. It's like you can't make stuff like that up. Equally.
1: Did you know, um, speaking of the original like monster, did you know that Jean-Claude Van Damme was originally cast yeah. to play the Predator?
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I was going <laughs> to say that exact same thing next. Yeah, he was notoriously <laughs> miserable in that costume, and even more miserable because they wouldn't let him show off his martial arts skills.
1: Yeah. Um, have you seen yeah. Bloodsport?
0: A long time ago but yeah that's
1: on my that's on my list of movies too because that's another one that I, I like i've heard all about and i know all about but I've never seen so that's in my stack i thought that was kind of
0: funny <laughs> there's been a few movies like that where i've seen them like 20 years after they're released and now i understand references made over the past 20 years like subtle references in movies to that like <laughs> parodying that yeah <laughs> Bloodsport's one of those films
1: that's yeah, it's on my list. I'm gonna watch Predator mm. 2 today, and then um, I, we'll see where the where the week. I uh,
0: I will say Predator 2 is very different. I don't particularly like it that much, but the cool thing that they end or that they put in the end of the movie that suggests like it being connected to the Alien universe is really cool cool
1: yeah that's that's what i'm excited for i just want to i want to see all them i think i watched the first alien vs predator in a hotel room in new york city on my honeymoon um when we were just like relaxing in between Mm -hmm. like walking around the city and i was like wow this is (laughs) this is something so i'm excited to see an unedited version of it (laughs) um you had mentioned earlier that you were curious about how they achieved the invisibility And they actually um, achieved this with a bright red suit because it was the farthest opposite of the green from the jungle and the blue in the sky where they were. Um, And it was the size of the Predator. And the red was removed with chroma key techniques, leaving an empty area. The take was then repeated without the actors using a 30% wider lens on the camera. And when the two takes were combined optically, the jungle from the second take filled in the empty area. And because the second take was filmed with a wider lens, a vague outline of the alien could be seen with the background scenery bending around its shape. <laughs> yeah. Like, just that, type- and like you said, like nowadays they would just do it in post. Have somebody in a green suit or whatever, red suit, depending on where they were. And, like, just edit it all in post. And this, like, they had to take the time while they were filming to basically do the same scene twice.
0: Yeah, it shows. A lot of effort went into making this movie. It's it's a similar uh, story for the thermal optics in there, too. Do you know about that? Oh, okay. I don't. So the thermal effects were made by using an actual thermal camera. But since, um, since the camera couldn't distinguish between humans and the environment above 93 degrees, they were filming in the Mexican jungle, so it was regularly over 100. They had to store the camera in a cooling unit and then spray the foliage they were shooting with ice water to cool everything down. And then eventually had to blend thermal footage with the actual footage they shot because it still wasn't coming out right. And they had to like match everything up by hand. So, like, if you messed up, you had to start all over from scratch. And that sounds like quite the nightmare.
1: Wow. Yeah, that those were the days when uh, the director took off, and they had the second director and assistant <laughs> come in and do that. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, oh, that's that's just crazy. It it does. It blows my mind how much work was put into stuff back then. I wish I had. I feel like I was born like just like ten, fifteen years too early. Mm. I mean, too late because I I would love to see. I would have loved to see the eighties like as they It'd were be... yeah.
0: instead of being a baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know exactly what you mean. Um. What oh, else? you know the uh, the final actor they it... got to play the predator was seven foot six inches tall. Yeah, Holy... and he was also the helicopter pilot for one of the scenes.
1: <laughs> oh, there you go. Exactly. I mean to get the most out of your money. They
0: felt bad making him <laughs> be in that costume in the Mexican jungle and hundred degree days. And they're like, you know what? We'll we'll let you get a credit for this.
1: Um. Oh, here's a good one. The predator's blood. You know when he gets shot, and the girl like picks it up and like white. Like first of all, why are you why are you touching that? Why would you mm-hmm. touch it? Honestly. But, um, the goopy substance that was the color of Mountain Dew was made using a mixture of liquid from the inside of glow sticks and KY <laughs> jelly.
0: Oh wow! Wow, that you know what? that it does look really cool in the movie glowing green blood was something i really haven't seen before or since like the predator franchise that's really cool yeah God, jelly
1: <laughs> yeah i'm trying to think of anything else that would have had it and yeah you're right i no idea um oh i did not know that this was the movie that spawned the famous line (laughs) yeah it wasn't
0: until watching that again recently (laughs) that i was like wait a second oh my god (laughs) there it is in the natural
1: oh (laughs) that that was awesome do
0: you know did you read Um, anything about their workout routines because you know how we talked about everyone is super muscular in this movie did you happen to see what they actually had to do so um, despite the harsh uh, shooting conditions, each, <laughs> each of the insanely muscular cast members woke up at 5.30 a.m. to run in the hills and then lift weights and then do a 12 to 15 hour day of shooting, lift again and do it all the next day. Like they just kept. Do- yeah, that is absolutely wow. insane. And they were doing push ups in between takes too to make sure they were still, you know, as swall as could be.
1: I imagine that during this time, there were definitely some <laughs> macho competitions going on with how many push ups can you do in between these takes or how much oh, are with you lifting people like today? That, definitely. For sure. Yeah, that's, I, that, I wouldn't put that by them at all. Just like, it was probably the most, like the woman that ended mm-hmm. up surviving that went with them. Like, I'm sure the whole time she was like, oh, my God, <laughs> get me out of this movie.
0: I don't know how insufferable it, insufferable it must have been around that that cast in those conditions. But I, I don't know. Well, I mean, if you're into looking at muscular guys, though, that's... There's pro...
1: Yeah. She was either, like, super happy or, like, <laughs> so fed up yeah. with everybody.
0: I can't see a lot of middle ground between the two. No.
1: Um, do you have any uh, other? Yeah, I got trivia?
0: one more here. So, um, the character of Hawkins—he's like the only not super jack guy of the soldiers. He's uh, the one wearing the glasses. So his name mm-hmm. is Shane Black, and he actually wrote and directed some of my favorite movies. Um, like I think he—he he wrote Lethal Weapon. And he wrote and directed uh, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang with Robert Downey Jr. and Val Kilmer, which is hilarious. I love <laughs> one of Kiss my favorites Bang for Bang. sure. He wrote and directed, he wrote the screenplay and directed Iron Man 3, which is probably why I laughed at it so much. And then The Nice Guys, which came out in 2017. And that, that one is also up there with Kiss Kiss Bang Bang.
1: That's the one with Ryan. Is that the one with Ryan Uh, Ryan Gosling Gosling and Russell Crowe? Yeah, okay. I've not seen that. Out of all those, I have seen Iron Man 3 um, and Kiss, Kiss, Bang, Bang, which I don't feel a lot of people have seen. um, But I I love that movie. And the only reason I saw that movie was because um, there's an actress in it, Allie Hillis, who is one of my most favorite voice actors in the world um and i went through a phase where i picked up all her live action like all the movies that she was actually in Um, who was she in that that movie that's one of them so and i she was one of the girls that (laughs) it's been a long time since i've seen it she she didn't have a big part but it was just small enough i think she was trying to date somebody or trying to sleep with him something like that um but it, yeah, it's not a huge it's not a huge role, um, but that's why. And I ended up really liking it because I'm not a huge Val Kilmer fan.
0: Yeah, but I do like and Robert Downey bonus Jr. Piece of so. trivia. On Joe Rogan's podcast, Robert Downey Jr. said that one of the things that helped him get the part as Iron Man was because John Favreau saw Kiss Kiss Bang Bang and thought that he'd have, you know, the right goods to play Tony Stark. Nice. He really is. John
1: Favreau is awesome. Like, a man can do no wrong. Have you watched his food show? I sure have. On uh, Netflix?
0: I love oh watching God, people talk about amazing. stuff when they're really passionate. And you can tell that whether it's making movies or cooking really good food, like John Favreau, he's all about it.
1: Yeah. Oh, The grilled cheese <laughs> that they talk about all the time. Like... I want to have one of those.
0: Yeah. Because they were just I, I so watch happy that about movie, it. Chef every day and not get sick of it.
1: That's awesome. I love chef movies, cooking movies too. Like um, Burnt mm. with Bradley Cooper. That's a really good one. Um, no Reservations with Catherine Zeta Jones and oh, uh, yeah. Aaron Eckert. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just, I, Good stuff. Good stuff. Um, overall, for Predator, uh, would you recommend this movie and and why, or would you uh, do you think this movie is better <laughs> left in the past? I think you've already kind yeah, of yeah. I would this, absolutely recommend this it.
0: movie because I think first and foremost it's just a pretty original concept, and I always like to recommend real original movies. So a bunch of soldiers in the jungle getting hunted down one by one by an invisible alien hunter? That sounds rad as hell. And the effect, the effects still hold up, so... Yeah. It just works.
1: Nice. Uh, what would you rate it? If you were going out of 10? Okay.
0: Um, I, I would say probably seven and a half or eight around that kind of benchmark.
1: Fair enough. That's a, that's pretty much exactly, uh, what I would say. Um, I definitely would recommend this movie. Like, like you said, it is original, um, in a day and age where we have almost no original movies anymore. Um, either sequels or reboots or things like that. Um, to go back to a time when all there were, were original movies um, definitely is is awesome it is very <laughs> it is <laughs> yeah. very manly um, it's, it's very 80s it's very actiony um, if you're a fan of those types of genres um, then you, you'd you enjoy it if you're a fan of like ex- like I said before the expendable movies um, I think you definitely would like this and I right along with you I'd, I'd give it about a seven seven and a half eight out of that. Um because there are some cheesiness like cheesy lines. Um <laughs> when he throws the knife into the guy yes. he's like stick around. <laughs> I that's you know? that's
0: one thing I do love um, about the eighties, you know, one-liners like that. They're super out of place. They actually pull me out of the movie a little. Yeah. But you know, in, in the context of it being 80s, I'm like, oh yeah, it used to happen. That makes me smile.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so I think, yeah, I would give it, like I said, seven and a half, eight. Um, we both recommend this. Um, so check it out. We, I'll probably might do alien Ooh. versus predator for one of these. Um, so we'll, uh, we'll have to see. So, like I said, I'm actually uh, watching predator two later today. Um, and uh, we'll I have to order the rest of them, but I've been ordering movies. Like at least, I think I've spent <laughs> 160 bucks on movies just in the last yeah. month because that's all I'm doing. Um, but I'm boosting my collection up. So that's good. Um, all right. So you usually talk about movies and stuff. And when I was like, Hey, I'm on my podcast. I talk about movies and games. I let you pick the game. Um, cause I figured I do not know if you play still, or if you like have any, um, if you're, if you do anything like that, like I play, I was playing Need for Speed Underground this morning. So like I play retro games all the time. Um, I'm actually streaming Grand Theft Auto 3 on my Twitch channel right now. Um, so I was like, well, I'll let you pick the game because more than likely I'll, I'll play it or I'll know about it or something. Um, thankfully, you picked <laughs> Super Mario Brothers 3. <laughs> so I don't think there's a lot of people that have not played this game um so tell me uh tell me why you picked this and uh, what your thoughts well, are memories it's, all kinds of
0: it's things. um holds a special place in my heart because i downloaded it on an emulator where one of my friends showed me how to get it in study hall in my senior year so for about a solid year it was just every time i had a free moment in school i'd be playing this game and there's just a lot of Depth to it, you know. There's a lot of hidden stuff and areas you wouldn't have discovered if you didn't stumble on it or read about them online. And I've just, I've be hard pressed to name another like platformer um, game like Mario Bros. Three that was just that engaging.
1: Yep. Um, growing up, I had a Nintendo. Um, I had it. I got it with the. The Mario Brothers yeah. Duck Hunt pack. The action pack is what it was called back then. Um, but I never had Mario 3 growing up. Um, so I didn't actually play this game until probably my... I mean, I'd seen it in stores. I probably played it at friends' houses. But I'd never actually like sat down and played it probably until I was like in my late teens, early 20s when I was able to buy it. I think I bought it for 3 bucks at uh, the same store I actually buy all it's my movies steal. from. So... Yeah, um, had a, a blast. And when I married my wife, um, one of the first things that we used to talk about was uh, Mario. And she, we hooked it up because I have it still, obviously. Um, and she would sit and play this game <laughs> and just like annihilate me, like, showed me all these secrets that I had no idea about. I'm 34 years old, I had no idea she about, some about of these the, secrets she showed you the that whistles. she knew. Um, yeah, Well, I knew about the whistles, um, but she would go into the areas of the game oh, yeah. like above in the sky, like when you get a tail and you fly up. And <clears> I'd be like, I had no idea that was there. And she'd be like, this is where you get all the coins. This is where you get all the one-ups. This is like everything. And it just blew my mind how much I had missed but uh, not playing this game. Uh, funny story about it this morning. My dog got up early. Well, he always gets up early, but He was being a jerk and it was too early to feed him by early. I mean, three 30 in the morning.
0: Uh,
1: Yeah. Um, Which is when he usually gets up to go outside and then we sleep on the couch usually. So I don't wake my wife up, Um, but he was being a jerk. And so we went down to the basement and that's where all my game stuff is. So at four 4 15 this morning, after I tried to sleep with him on the couch and he wouldn't, um, I sit downstairs and I popped in Mario three and just started playing through it, and I was like, "Yeah, this is. I love that you can just pick it up and play it. Like you don't yeah. have to play it for two hours at a time. You can just
0: I mean, sit really. And you play can and just play it for awesome. one level, and then you're good. You know, it might take you ten minutes, maybe less. Could do five levels, whole new world. Yeah, there's really you set your own time limit yep. on that.
1: Yep. Um, I got her into Ooh. watching speed runs of the game, and we watch this guy, Mitch Flowerpower, who holds the world record I in it right now. Um <laughs> and, <laughs> and he if you get a chance to check check him out on tw- on Twitch or even if you go to YouTube, he hmm. was on Stephen Colbert. Um and he he does um he races Mario Three against a track team, like a relay team, and then <laughs> Stephen Colbert <laughs> making a hot pocket. Um <laughs> um it's super funny so check that out on uh, on youtube but or if you get a chance to check him out on twitch he does he usually is only playing doing speed runs of mario hmm. um he's a little spazzy but to watch like how people speed run that game it is it blows my mind
0: oh oh like, yeah you can tell that like they've that done hates. each level a hundred times to be able to get that good like it's it's almost like a work of art watching that.
1: Yeah. Speedrunners in general are like just a whole yeah. different breed of retro gamers. <laughs> I play I play games on easy. <laughs> and Same, lovely, I want to have fun. Take <laughs> my time. Um. Yeah, exactly. Like even with games on like PlayStation Four and stuff, I play games on easy, and I want to play story modes. I don't want. <laughs> I don't want to feel like the game is smarter than me. I, I, guess.
0: I get that. So, I, I just started playing a um, new Call of Duty game that they released for free. And uh, they have a practice mode where you just have like AI bots. And every once in a while, I'll just go into a practice round because I want to feel like John Wick. You know, they're all easy as hell.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, the last Call of Duty I mm. played was World War II um that was a really good one and i actually really liked the story in it but the last call of duty that i really liked the multiplayer in was call of duty
0: 4 4. was that so what era was that
1: that was ps uh sorry 360 um 360 ps3 and it was the first call of duty that was taken out of world War oh yeah it was call of duty Four: modern warfare um it had the, yeah. the mission called All Gillied Up, that, where you were in a ghillie suit. Yeah. That's probably that the one most iconic still mission. still like in spikes my blood pressure whenever ever. like
0: soldiers are walking by you and you just hope they don't step on you.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I think it's only, uh, I got it for free one month on PS4, um, but I think it's only like 20 bucks oh, nice. um, for the remastered version of it. So. Um, so what I usually do too for my gaming section is I come up with... Um, I didn't come up with this. I listened to another podcast um, called Genesis Gems that talks about Genesis games and they do retro achievements on it. Um, so I try to say that every time I talk about this because I don't want people thinking I came up with it. I'm not that smart. Um, but I usually do like if this game had achievements or trophies uh, what would they be? And I came up with Three from our right on. Three. appropriate. I figured that was good. <laughs> um, the first um, one I came up with was I Believe I Can Fly. Um, and that's when you get the leaf and you take your first P Wings.
0: So, you know, if you, if you beat the entire game and then start a new one immediately, your entire inventory will be filled up with those P Wings.
1: I did not know that. <laughs> and I'm going to have to ask my wife if yes. she knew that after. And then I'll let you know if she did. (laughs) Um, The second one that I came up with was Beat the Wizard. I Um, I don't know. And have you ever seen The Wizard? It is a 1992, 93. Um, It's a movie with Fred Savage in it. And it's him and his little brother uh try to get to LA to get into a video game contest oh. because his little brother is like a wizard at video games um it was the first time that Mario oh. 3 was shown to north american audiences and the last the video game contest the uh last video game is them playing Mario huh. Brothers 3 and it's whoever gets the highest score um so the score that the wizard gets, the little boy gets in that game is 81,520. So figured beat the wizard, wow. beat the score of 81,520. <laughs> so it's not that much, but um, it's a pretty good movie. It You think it's going to be really funny, like the whole time, because it's like Fred Savage, Wonder Years time, Fred Savage. Um, and... It's just these kids, and it's on Nintendo games and everything. But there are some parts <laughs> in it that you're like, <laughs> "My heart, oh my god!" <laughs> so, uh, I would definitely check that out if you want something nice. that will like give you some good feels. Um, and then the final achievement that I <laughs> uh, thought of was whistle while you work, and then nice. find a warp whistle <laughs> and use it.
0: Uh, yeah, all three of those are pretty great.
1: So. Thanks. Um were you able did you come up no. with anything at all by any chance? <laughs> I'm I'm <Okay. laughs> I'm kinda
0: bad at assembling. Figured stuff I'd like ask. <laughs>
1: um well, that's fine. Um so this has been awesome. Um I really enjoyed having you on today and actually talking to somebody else about the movie and talking through oh, it. Oh, It's been a blast. Um, I hope you had fun. Um, good. Um, is there any where on uh, like in social media or the <laughs> internet? Cause I know you have, I know you have stuff out there. So if you want to promote right. your stuff, well,
0: um, I can uh, be found on Facebook at author Regan Brooks. Um, I have a book out on Amazon. Uh, the Rider with the Golden Torque. It's a short read that's heroic fantasy and is a blaster, right?
1: Awesome. <laughs> um, all right. Hopefully, my two listeners <laughs> will, <laughs> will give you some love. Um, listeners, what did you think of Predator? What achievements would you put in Mario 3? What are your memories? Let me know all of this and more by emailing me at uh, Flash from the past podcast at gmail.com. I'm on Twitter at flashpastpod. Um, like I said, if you want to watch any replays of my games or catch me when I'm live, I'm play at twitch.tv slash radmadmal. Um, regarding my Twitch, I did just finish Star Wars Racer Revenge. Um, we are going to start. I started the playthrough on Grand Theft Auto 3. We're about eight hours in. Um, stuck on some missions right now that are giving me a hard time, but we'll get through it. Um, come hang out. Enjoy. Um, thanks again, Regan. I really appreciate you coming on. Um, we'll, uh, talk more about this offline. Definitely think that, oh, I, uh,
0: absolutely. It
1: was a good time and we should do it again. Um, if, uh, anybody wants to say anything, just let us know. Um, and I'll relay messages too. Um, until then stay safe Thank and, you. and, uh, I'll catch you guys on the flip side. Thanks.